Welcome to the New York State Bar Association's Miranda Warnings. For all things legal and some that aren't, I'm Dave Miranda, past president of the New York State Bar Association and partner at the intellectual property law firm of Hesselin, Rothenberg, Farley, and Mercedes. We have with us today Kathy Sahusky, who is a judge at the uh, town of Half Moon in Saratoga County and also happens to serve as director of CLE at the New York State Bar Association. Uh, Kathy, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Now, let me ask you, how should I address you? Your Honor, uh, Judge Kathy, uh, how would you like to be addressed? Kathy is fine. You know, a lot okay. of litigants come before me. I do have a tough last name, and it's actually Sahutsky. Sahutsky. So. so, Judge Kathy. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you became town justice in the town of Half Moon. Well, I've been a lifelong resident of the town of Half Moon. Um, we, our family has resided in that area for quite a long time. Um, our town supervisor was running for, or actually our current town sitting justice, was running for town supervisor. So was, there was going to be an opening for the town justice position. Um, members of our town board and members of our community um, expressed and asked me if I would be interested in the position as I'm a sitting, I'm a, an attorney licensed in the state of New York. Um, so I welcome the opportunity. Um, I got involved in April of 2013, um, sat before the committee and was um, given the nomination and ran, um, we did have an opponent that fall. We had a Green Party opponent and I ran with our current justice um, who, was an who was not an attorney, um, but was actually um, in a town justice for over 32 years. Okay, and you just got, you just had, got reelected? Yes. Right? And yes. how long is your term? Four year term. Okay, congratulations. Now, um, tell me, what are the requirements for being uh, a town justice? You are an attorney, but it's not required that you be an attorney, is that correct? It's not required in the town courts, town and village justice courts in New York State. Um, these are the courts that are closest to the people. So for most individuals coming before these courts, it's their first time ever setting into a setting or getting into a courtroom. Um, for most of, we handle all matters from small claims, landlord-tenant, civil proceedings, summary proceedings, um, lower level misdemeanor, any vehicle and traffic matters, as well as town code violations as well. The town justices are appointed um, or elected, they're elected positions, it's an elected official position within your town, and each town within the state of New York has um, a sitting town justice. Now, uh, you've been on now for almost four years as town justice. What is the most common misperception that the public that comes before you has when they come into your court? I wouldn't really call it a misperception. I think people don't realize how many cases are heard in town and village justice courts. Um, the volume of the cases that we have, the town of Half Moon is a very active court. Um, we see hundreds of cases come through just, just on vehicle and traffic matters, but in our town we also have you know, a 24-hour Walmart, so there's a lot of petty larceny cases that come before our town as well. Um, geographically, we span um, a large area, so there's a lot of incidents and things that happen within the town. I don't think people realize how active our town court actually, all of our town courts throughout the state really are um, in terms of the volume of cases and also in terms of the types of cases that are heard in town and village justice courts. I think it's it's the courts that are the closest to the people, it's lower level courts. Um, I know that most of the people coming in 
are not represented by attorneys, even on vehicle traffic matters. Um, we have a very high volume of public defender cases, um, litigants who are, or defendants who are represented by our county public defender's office. Um, there's a lot, that one misperception would be the expediency of how matters are handled. Um, you know, sometimes cases can go on, there's adjournments being made, attorneys that are representing clients in town and village justice courts, some courts only meet once a month. So if you miss that court date, you're on for the next court date, so you're waiting another 30 days before your matter is heard. We, in our court in the town of Half Moon, we meet twice a month um, for ADA and public defender cases. Um, we also have a vehicle and traffic night, so that is once a month where the vehicle and traffic prosecutor is there. Now, you said that uh, many come in not represented by counsel. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what percentage, approximately, are rep not represented by counsel? For our vehicle and traffic matters, I would have to say closer to 60 to 70 percent do not have an attorney. Some of them are pleased by mail where people are just pleading guilty to possibly a speeding ticket or a vehicle and traffic matter. Some do have counsel and then they can handle most likely the matter by mail with an attorney. Um, in terms of our small claims proceedings, almost all of our all of our cases there are, are no attorneys in those small claims matters. Now of course in, in both proceedings uh, an individual is entitled to represent themselves pro bono. What do you do in a situation where the person comes in, they're not represented by counsel, but they're represented by their mother, who's not, in the, not a lawyer, but wants to defend their child? Um, well, if it's a criminal matter, we're typically be assigning the public defender to represent them. If it's a small claims proceeding where one party may be suing for you know a dollar amount that's under $3,000, and they want to have you know their spouse or their friend, their neighbor assist them to kind of be an advocate, you know, we depending on if they're going to be take, we're going to be taking testimony. We will swear them in under oath if they are a witness, um, if they have anything to be brought to the table. But typically, there's people will bring their family member with them. Even on speeding or traffic matters, sometimes again people are not represented by counsel, so they will attend with you know a parent or a guardian may bring in you know their son or daughter who might be 18 and received a speeding ticket and. Most likely that child is on that parent's insurance, so they want to make sure that their insurance um, rates will not rise. They want to make sure that the you know that they're going through the process and the motions and the proceedings correctly. Um, in those cases, in especially for in individuals that appear before me, I prefer you know that the it, whether it's the individual, the youthful um, you know speed violator, making sure that they understand that. You know, it's they are now responsible for the fine and the surcharge. Sometimes we'll have mom or dad come in, and I think it's a level of responsibility where if you're given a, a, um, a license to drive, you are then responsible in the event that you're facing the repercussions in the event that you were pleading guilty to a speeding ticket or to something that might have been a reduction that's offered by the vehicle and traffic prosecutor. So in paying that fine, we want to make sure that the that they're going to, mom or dad isn't typically going to pay for it and just bail them out all the time. So they want to make sure that they have that level of understanding and responsibility that comes along with driving in the state of New York. Well, speaking of fines, some people are under the impression that the judge's salaries are a percentage of what the fines are that come in. No. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> no, there's no commission on the number of fines that come through. <laughs> and actually, it's, that is another, that actually is a misperception. Um, fine and surcharges, the fine, depending upon what type of charge the person is pleading guilty to, that charge, the fine and surcharge will either go to the state or it goes to the town. Um, for instance, on a vehicle and traffic matter, a speeding ticket that might have been reduced down 
to a parking on pavement, which is a parking ticket, the fine may range upwards to $150 with a $25 surcharge. In that instance, the fine goes to the town or the municipality and the surcharge goes right to the state. On other matters where if it's pled down to, say, a failure to obey a traffic control device, a vehicle in traffic 1110A, um, the fine and surcharge, um, it goes to the state. So the surcharge in that instance is $93. It's a much higher surcharge as well. So that goes to the state. The one um, difficulty I'd see for town and village justice courts is the volume of money that goes through those courts and their record keeping, the bookkeeping. Um, our court clerks are invaluable to us. Um, we are very fortunate in the town of Half Moon to have full-time staff um, and court clerks that are there. Um, other courts do not have that luxury and it's very difficult because sometimes it comes down to tracking, record keeping, making sure the bills and making sure the receipts are being made and processed and all of those funds are turned over to the state. Now, uh, let's say there's not a plea and you have a trial uh, and uh, one of the parties doesn't like the result. Um, what's the procedure for an appeal of, of a verdict in uh, town or village court? They can take the appeal. Um, the next level court would be taking it to the county court. Um, what they do is they file a notice of appeal, request um, either request the transcript, um, and go from there. We do not have very many appeals in the town and village justice courts. Typically on a speed violation, we might have a few quorum nobis where people are vacating a plea where they previously had pled to a speed violation and didn't realize that it carried six points. Or most recently, we've had a lot where it comes through where people didn't realize that the um, use and operation of a mobile phone was carrying five points and then they realized, oh, they just mailed in the ticket, pled guilty um, and turned it in and then realized about their abstract, they were now carrying five points, which in if you are carrying more than six points, you are subject to a new driver assessment fee with DMV and that's typically what triggers that. So it's more of a vacating the plea for the vehicle and traffic matters. For small claims, if they're unhappy with the decision, um, they can file that claim within 30 days. There is a full process for requesting the transcript and taking it and the county County court would then review. We've talked a lot about criminal matters and, and traffic infractions, which is a, probably a large part of uh, town and village court, uh, and probably the part that most people are familiar with. But there's also a civil aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us some of the types of civil cases that uh, have come before you. Well, we have a lot of landlord-tenant summary proceedings in the town of Half Moon. We do have a lot of apartment complexes. Um, Typically, it's for a failure to pay rent, uh, an eviction proceeding. Um, those, most of the time, the litigants, the, you know, the respondent is not represented by counsel. Um, in certain instances, we will refer them to legal aid or to legal services to see if they could reach out for counsel, depending upon the circumstances. But in a non-payment or a failure to pay rent, the only defense is that you come to court and you have that payment of that rent. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, especially around the holidays and at the end of the year, we typically will stay the warrant of eviction. But, I mean, in most instances, your only defense is going to be, you know, having full payment of that rent. And so sometimes people are going to use those funds to secure other housing, so they may need their security deposit back. We do see a lot of claims separate and apart from the summary proceedings where people think their security deposit can be used um, towards the last month's rent or, you know, they want their, a suit will be filed to get the security deposit back. Now, um, what does the Historical Society of Half Moon uh, do? It's a non-for-profit. Um, we basically try to make sure that people are aware. And I, for me, it's a lot raising back to the traditions in our farming community from the town of Half Moon, making sure people realize the history, 
you know, and where, how far the, the community has come. Um, the Half Moon area, I mean, we have a lot of big box stores. We have a lot of development on Route 9 and 146. But, I mean, we do have a lot of family farms in the town of Half Moon. We do have a lot of steep history and traditions that have been there for years. And a lot of the families have been there for hundreds of years. So our family has been there since 1932. My father was a son of, you know, a child of the Great Depression. Our grandparents hailed from Saratoga and Stillwater um, and moved to the town of Half Moon um, right before the Great Depression. So they were actually helping bringing over a lot of their family members um, to then come over to this country at the time. And and I, I tell people this because I think it's important. It's timing is everything. And for our grandparents, um, they had you know taken their money out of the bank just in time, bought the farm in the town of Half Moon, and we're just very fortunate during that time frame, um, during the Great De- Depression, that they were able to sustain, and they, you know, helped a lot of people along the way. Um, our farm has been in our community forever. Um, we've, you know, we really are tied to that. It's being tied to the land and tied to your traditions. Wow, that's great. Um, the town of Half Moon is an area. Clifton Park was actually broken off from the town of Half Moon, parts of Waterford, parts of Mechanicville. We encompass a lot of different zip codes um, and three school districts. So Mechanicville, Shenandoah, and Waterford Half Moon are all part of Half Moon area, where someone, my mailing address is actually the town of Waterford, but I live in the town of Half Moon. Um, the, the southern Saratoga County, this encompasses a large region, and Clifton Park was actually portion of that was a part of Half Moon back in the day. But of course, most people off of 87 and everything being in Clifton Park, Clifton Park pretty much got the name. So now it's everyone knows about Clifton Park and they may not know about Half Moon. But Half Moon made, has made a lot of strides. Um, it's one of the fastest growing communities in southern Saratoga County. Um, there's over 21,000 um, and that increased by 10,000 over the last 10, 10 to 15 years, I believe. So, and I do serve on our uh, town of Half Moon Historical Society. I am a true... Um, Half Moon resident in terms of knowing the history, our roots, where our family has come from. It was an immigrant, basically a farming community, and now it's, you know, a lot of housing developments are there in the town of Half Moon. It's become a great place to live, work, and play. So uh, we're talking with Kathy Sahusky, who's a town justice in the town of Half Moon, and we're going to go to a segment of Miranda Warnings called Movie, Book, or Music where you can share with us your favorite or enjoyable movie book or music or performance that uh, means something to you and might mean something to our listeners. When I first came to the Bar Association, this was one of the top questions they'd ask new employees. We had a staff matters back in the day, and they'd have new employees fill out a form saying, what's your favorite book, what's your favorite movie, where do you live, all of the background and pedigree information. Um, I do remember when I first filled out that form, I mean, my favorite book at the time was, I think, Sales and Use Tax in the New York Construction Industry, which was written here at the Bar Center. That was the most recent edition yeah. of the book. I of saw not, that wasn't movie. A favorite. I saw that movie. It was, <laughs> it was a book yes. that I was working on or with Dan McMahon in the Publications Department here at the State Bar. Um, but for movies, um, I do recall um, The Italian Job. And I don't recall if you remember that movie at all. It's with Charlize Theron and... Um, I can't even think of who the other actors are in it. But it's all about planning, careful timing, and it was just amazing to me on how they thought out this process. And again, it's not really tied to criminal justice because they were actually doing, it's a major, you know, they were thieves that were you know, stealing gold bars. And it's just the careful timing, planning, and all of that kind of came into play. And the, that too is, you know, also family. And it also had tied in a lot of different themes. And I just remember that's always been like, a key movie of mine, just in terms of planning, planning ahead, getting things done, um, and the sense of community there too. Okay, so. the Italian job. That was that's what about an old movie. fifteen years ago. Yeah, probably yeah. older than that. Great. <laughs> 
So, okay, well, great. Thank you, Kathy, so much for, for being here on Miranda Warnings. Thank you for sharing your insights about uh, uh, the town and village justice system, uh, specifically uh, the town of Half Moon, which uh, now we have a little bit more information about how, how, it got its, uh, how it got its name. So thank you so much, Kathy, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been the New York State Bar Association's Miranda Warnings. For all things legal and some that aren't.